Matter on base. C. C. And I'm thinking of starting this just with guitar, and then everybody come in uh, maybe lightly through the verse, and then really come in on the chorus, maybe. Okay. Let's see that. Nah, no, I gotta start it here. I need to start on that C. I gotta leave. Yeah. I love you, Lord. No. No, you go down, man. Down. I swear to God, I did sing it earlier. <laughs> The children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat, observing it throughout their generations as an everlasting covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Amen. Please rise for the Ishtabach. Yishtabach shimcha la'ad malkeinu Berachot ve'odahot me'etav yad olam Baruch atah Adonai El melech adot b'tishvachot El ha'odahot Adon ha'niflaot and together in English, may your name be praised forever, our King. Unto you we offer blessings and thanksgiving from this time and forever. Blessed are you, O Lord, God, King, exalted through praises. God of thanksgiving, master of wonders who chooses musical songs of praise, King, God, giver of life to the world. Amen. Continuing with the Barahu. Barahu et Adonai 
Baruch Adonai HaVorach Le'olam Vayed Bless the Lord, the Blessed One. Blessed is the Lord, the Blessed One for all eternity. Amen. Continuing with the Yotzer Or by the worship team. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who forms light and creates darkness, makes peace and creates all things. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, the universe who forms light and creates darkness makes peace and creates all things blessed are you O Lord who forms light creates all I am the light of the world So follow me and never walk in darkness You will have the light of light Yeshua said I am the light of the world In darkness, and you will have the light of light. So blessed are you, O Lord, who forms life, creates all things. Amen. Continuing with the blessing of the Messiah together, first in Hebrew and then in English. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam Asher Natan Lanu Ederech HaYeshua Bemashiach Yeshua Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the way of salvation and Messiah Yeshua. Amen. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai 
is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed is the name of his glorious kingdom for all eternity. Yeshua, he is the Messiah. He is Lord of all. Amen. Please be seated for the Veya Hafta song. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The spirit of this commandment, let's just get up and wave at each other, greeting Shabbat Shalom, one another, and for those at home on Zoom. It's good to see new faces and old faces, and, but they're all happy faces, right, this morning. Please remain standing for the Amidah, the traditional standing prayer. We will begin with the Mikamocha. <clears throat>
Adonai Sevtai Tiftah Ufi Agid Techa. Adonai just open my lips, my mouth may declare your praise. Amen. We're going to continue with the Avot blessing, the Atagi Bor, both in Hebrew and then the Kedusha will be responsively in English. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu Elohei avotenu Elohei Abraham Elohei Yitzchak Elohei Yaakov Ha'eo ha'gadol ha'gibor v'anora El el yon Mechayehim 
Rachamim Rabim Somech Noflim Verofecholim Umatir Asurim Um Kayem Emunato Lishene Afar Mi Kamagabal Gavarot Adonai <laughs> Mechaye Ha-Metim We will sanctify your name in this world, even as it is sanctified in the heavens above, as it is written by a prophet, and they call to each other, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. Those facing them say, blessed. Blessed is the glory of the Lord from his abiding place. From your heavenly abode, you will appear, O our King, and reign over us, for we wait for you. When will you reign in Zion? Soon, even in our days. May you dwell there forever and ever. May you be exalted and sanctified within Jerusalem, your city, from generation to generation and for all eternity. May our eyes see your kingdom as it is expressed in the songs of your might by the hand of David, your righteous anointed. The Lord shall reign forever, your God, O Zion, from generation to generation. Hallelujah. We will take this time for a minute of silent prayer. You can bring your cares, concerns before Hashem and complete the Amidah to yourself or follow the prayers on the shared screen.
Ushamo, in his name, amen. This portion of the service will be conducted by the worship team.
clearing the way for our Lord. Okay, people, well, arise and shine, for your light has come. We're going to go down south a little bit to a little country home. up your eyes and you shall see gathered unto thee sons and daughters coming from afar kings will come with all their might nations turn unto your light and your heart will thrill and rejoice shine for your light has come glory of the Lord is on you abundance of the mighty sea abundance of the mighty sea even the towering cedar tree sing the praises of the Lord planting the work of his hands they shall inherit forever the land that his name be glorified arise shine for your light has come the glory of the Lord is on you Arise and shine. Arise and shine. For your light has come. Glory of the Lord is on you. Sun no longer will be your light, nor the moon to shine at night. But the Lord, your everlasting guide. A little one shall be made strong. A thousand chorus sing their song. The Lord will hasten in his own time. For shine. The Lord is on you. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. For your light has come. Glory of the Lord is on you. The glory of the Lord. Oh, the glory of the Lord is on you. I love you, Lord, 
your mercy never fails me. I'm held in your hand from the moment that I wake up till I lay my head. Well, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest night. You are close like no other. I've known you as a father, known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. Because all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am sing of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. I say, your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. Giving you everything, your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Well, all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. Every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God.
I don't uh, have a sense of a word, but I have a sense that God has a word for you. So what I'd like to do is just continue to uh, sit in the goodness and presence of God and you guys can just keep playing. And uh, rather than singing, let's just listen for a minute. thank you for your goodness and your presence this morning. We thank you for your love and faithfulness. And we, uh, we thank you that uh, you are speaking to us this morning, that you are comforting us with words of comfort uh, and reminding us of things that you've brought us through, things that where we've known you to be faithful, areas of our life and the life, lives of our loved ones that you have brought restoration and shalom um, and, and resurrection life. And we're excited for what you're going to do today and what you're going to do in this season. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. We're continuing our service with uh, reading from the Torah. Today we're reading from the portion Va'ed Hanan, which means, and I pleaded. Specifically, we'll be reading from Deuteronomy 6, verses 10 through 15. And if you're practicing your Hebrew, you can follow along on the screen to my left. Tamod rina bat Avraham la Torah. Baruch et Adonai Hamvarach 
Baruch Adonai Hamvarach Leolam Ba'ed Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Bachar Banu Mikohamim Venatan Lanu Et Torato Baruch Adonai Noten HaTorah Bless the Lord, the Blessed One. Blessed is the Lord, the Blessed One, for all eternity. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has chosen us from all peoples and given us his Torah. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the Torah. Amen. Adonai Elohecha El Ha'oretz Asher Nishpacha La'avotecha La'avraham La'yishak Le'yakov La'tet Lach Arim Get a load, wait a vote, a share of Anita Uvatim Meleim Kotuv, a share of Maleta Uvarot Kasuvim, a Lutachsafta, Keramim Vezetim, Asher Lonatata, Veakota Vezavata, Hishamelakaha, Vintish Kahak et Adonai, Asher. Hoziakaha, may Eretz Mitzrayim, me bait Avadim, et Adonai Eloheka, Tiraha, Beotoho, Taavod, Uvishmoho, Tesavea. Lo telachun akarehe Elohim akarim me Elohe haamim asher zevivo tekehem ki el kana Adonai Eloheka. Bekir Beka, Benyekere, Avadunahai Eloheka, Bahak, Behishmi the Kaha, May all Peneha Adama.
Then it shall come about when Adonai your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you great and splendid cities which you did not build, and houses full of all good things which you did not fill, and hewn cisterns which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, and you eat and are satisfied. Then watch yourself that you do not forget Adonai who brought you from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. You shall fear only Adonai your God, and you shall worship him and swear by his name. You shall not follow other gods, any of the gods of the peoples who surround you. For Adonai your God in the midst of you is a jealous God. Otherwise, the anger of Adonai your God will be kindled against you, and he wipe you off the face of the earth. Warukata Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam Asher Natalanu Torate Met Vakaye Olam Natapatachinu Warukata Adonai Notain Hatorah Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us a Torah of truth and has planted eternal life in our midst. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the Torah. Reading from the Haftarah portion, Isaiah 40, verse 5 and following. First, the blessing. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who selected good prophets and was pleased with their words, which were spoken truthfully. Blessed are you, O Lord, who chooses the Torah, your servant Moses, your people Israel, and prophets of truth and righteousness. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem and call out to her that her warfare has ended, that her iniquity has been removed, that she has received of Adonai's hand double for all her sins. A voice is calling, clear the way for Adonai in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. And let the rough ground become a plain and the rugged terrain a broad valley. Then the glory of Adonai will be revealed, and all flesh will see it together, for the mouth of Adonai has spoken. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, rock of all eternities, faithful in all generations, the trustworthy God who says and does, who speaks and makes it come to pass, all of whose words are true and righteous. Faithful are you, O Lord our God, and faithful are your words, for not one word of yours is turned back unfulfilled, for you are a faithful and compassionate God and King. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God who is faithful 
in all his words. Warukata Adonai Eloheinu Melech Holom Asher Natan Lanu Mashiach Yeshua Behad Brot Shel Habri Hachadasha Warukata Adonai Notain Habri Hachadasha Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us Messiah Yeshua and the commandments of the new covenant. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the new covenant. Reading from Luke 24, verse one and following. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of Lord Yeshua. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be executed, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Warukata Adonai Eloheinu Malek Haolam Asher Natalanu Hadavar Haimet Makaye Olam Natapatochenu Warukata Adonai Notain Habri Hachadshaha. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has given us the word of truth and has planted life everlasting in our midst. Blessed are you, O Lord, giver of the new covenant. Amen. Let's say the Misha Barak blessing over anyone who's in need of healing today. If you are a loved one or in need of healing, uh, we ask uh, you can either stand up or you can uh, raise your hand and we'll uh, uh, reach out to you and be praying for you. And we're also praying for these souls in our e-bulletin. And uh, if the Lord, uh, I shouldn't say if, when the Lord brings healing, please let us know so we can put you on our Baruch Hashem page. Henry Manor, Diane Manor, Esther Rubin, Bonnie Friedman, Tom Kennedy, Sandy Ferruz, James Cravens, Tom Pope, Fred Breeden, Vera Nani, Paul Gillinson, Max Lasco, Henry Lewentman, May Pores, Steve Pores, Lisa Townsend, Fran Slate, James Rivera, Maisie Crawford, Eric Struthers, Felix Mercado, Stacy Dunnard, Robin Schoenhaus, Stabon Mobley, Marianne Billings, Betty Talley, Sheldon Thorpe, Aaron Brumbach, Mary Mendoza, Carlise Purdy, Travis Ramsamy, Shelley Stewart, Kara Groene, Mary Trigo, Kathy Yaki, Carmen Lucia, Jen Jordan, 
Marceline Richardson, Dave Raposo, Shalini Wilson, Cassie Server, Larry Udell, Mila Freeman, Margaret Haller, Hannah Wigginton, Tim Ganey, Mike Clutter, Keith Norris, Rabbi Mark Greenberg, Richard Canova, Bobby Jean Canova, and Jay Baird. We're also praying for the protection of those who serve uh, on the front lines, either as healthcare professionals or uh, in the armed forces. Wayne Blankenship, Peggy Glenn, Amy Howard, Charlene Pierre, Will Slate, Katie Slate, Mary Pope, Lisa George, Cindy Pleasance, Tasha Matthews, Robert Billings, Oscar Martinez, Joseph Rosenthal, Alana Grevin, Chris Federico, Nicholas Klein, Chase Abbott, Jason Elliott, Bill Crawford, and Jonathan Haller. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your goodness and your presence with us this morning. We pray for complete uh, healing, Rafua Shlema, uh, for these uh, precious ones that we've lifted up to you. It says in your word that Yeshua uh, bore our sins and our sicknesses on the tree, which is commonly called the cross, and that by his wounds we are healed. We thank you for the fullness of healing and restoration that comes by putting our trust and our faith in Yeshua, the Messiah. And in his name we pray. Amen. I'd like to pray for a specific person right now. 
Uh, I'd like to invite uh, my friend uh, Juan to come up to the BIMA. And uh, I'd like to invite David and Eric, uh, the other two elders, if you guys would like to come up. So uh, as they are doing so, uh, I just want to share with you that Juan is, uh, you know, of course, a longtime member of our community. Uh, we are sending him off to grad school. Uh, is it Cornell? Is that where it is? Yeah. Yeah. So we are so happy for you and proud of you. And uh, yeah, do you want to share a little bit about the, the program and what you'll be doing up there? All right. Howdy. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going in for poetry and it's going to be a, a four-year program and for two years I'll be a student and then for two years I'll be a professor. So. The student has become the professor. Very nice. Yes. All right. Well, I'm sorry. It's actually a lecturer. Lecturer. That's still cool. Very cool. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll, you'll remember us little people when you're, you know, writing uh, awesome poetry. Yeah. Well, speak for yourself. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, we'd love to, to bless you and just uh, pray you off. Avinu, Father, thank you for our brother Juan and just the blessing he's been to our community and uh, just blessing us with uh, his uh, faithful um, worship music on the accordion and uh, just uh, for his brotherhood and friendship and being a, um, a beautiful light in our community. And we pray a blessing on him as he goes forth. We thank you, Lord, for opportunities um, to, uh, to get education. We thank you for providing for him and directing his steps and so that he can walk in his calling and the gifts that you've given to him, Lord. Um, you've given us, you've made us to be uh, creative people uh, after uh, made in your image, Lord, uh, to create uh, music, to create um, beautiful literature and poetry. And I just pray that you would continue to guide guide um, our brother Juan in, uh, as he fulfills uh, his calling and uh, that you would bless him and protect him and his family. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. All right, brother. And, but wait, there's more. We have, oh, it got a little smushed. Hold on, let me de-smush it. Okay, so this is a little gift for you from Tikvat so that you can remember us. Uh, you might, you can open it now or you can open it later. It's up to you. Open it. Open it. Stop them. They, they want you to open it. Oh, what is it? Frosted drinking glasses. Thank you. Yeah, and it's got Richmond stuff on it. VCU, which I believe you went to. Yes. All right. Uh, not yet, but you could draw with a Sharpie and, um, but wait, there's more. Make sure you feed it. Take it for walks daily. Oh, no, sorry. That was my mistake. Yeah. RVA. So if you want to visit us, you know that there's the coordinates on there. <laughs> yeah, you can always find us. All right. No, but I do expect a picture of you wearing it, you know, in Ithaca, you know, and you send that and we'll share it. All right. Well, congratulations, brother. Mazel tov. Whew. Dodged, dodged a high five there. 
can be dangerous up on the Bima. All right. <clears throat> Uh, so we're going to continue uh, our service by praying for the children in our community. So if you have any children that are with you today, you can uh, place your hand on them um, or, you know, carry them uh, as the case may be. And we're praying for the nibblings, the nieces and nephews, we're praying for grandchildren, all the, all the munchkins in our community. Uh, for the sons, we pray. Yisimcha Elohim Kefraim Chim May God make you as Ephraim and Menashe. And for the daughters, Yisimech Elohim Kisara Rivka Rachel Velea. May God make you as Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. Father, we pray a blessing on the children in our community. We pray that they would walk with you and you would protect them. They would know the fullness of your love, even if they're. Um, kind of grown up, Lord. Um, they are, are still our children, and we pray your blessing on them, that you would draw them close to you wherever they are, Lord, and that they would know that their Father in heaven loves them very much. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. All right. If you are not in mourning or observing a yard site, please rise. Or, sorry. If you are in mourning or observing a yard site, please rise. If not, uh, you may remain seated as we recite the Kaddish. Um, I, uh, I spoke to, if, uh, if you remember Rabbi Mateus, uh, who spoke uh, via Zoom uh, here a few weeks ago, he uh, is a Messianic rabbi in Brazil, very nice man. He informed me uh, this week, unfortunately, that a member of his congregation passed away from COVID. It was a young guy, um, uh, about my age, and he has a wife and two uh, two daughters or two children. Um, so we just wanted to uh, uh, say the yard site for him. Um, uh, please forgive me if you're Brazilian and I don't say the name right. I, I, I practice it with Rabbi Mateus, but I uh, want to pray a blessing uh, of comfort over, over his family, especially on this uh, Shabbat of comfort. So we're observing the yard site for uh, Jorge Javier da Silva Jr. Yitkadal v'yitkadash shemei rabah. V'yavram divrach yirutei v'yamlich machutei v'chayechon uv'yamechon uv'chaye dechol beit Yisrael ba'agala uv'izman kariv v'imru. Amen. Yehe shemei rabah mevara le'ala malame omaya. Yit barach, viyishtabach, viyit pa'ar, viyit roman, viyit nase, viyit adar, viyit ale, viyit alal, shmei de kudusha, brichu, leila min kol birchata, vishirata, tushbechata, venechemata, da miram baalama, vimru, amen. Yehe shlama raba min shamaya, vechaim alenu veal kol Israel, vimru, amen. O se shalom bimromav, huya se shalom, alenu veal kol Israel. Vemru. Amen. Avinu, Father, we pray for this um, precious family. We pray your comfort on them and all those who are mourning. We pray that uh, you would wrap your arms around them and let them know that you are Emmanuel, that you are God with us, that you are close to the brokenhearted, that you are concerned for every aspect of our lives. You know you know every hair on our head. You know you count all of our tears, Lord. And uh, one day you will wipe all the tears from our eyes 
and we will have no more sorrow and no more pain. But until that time, Lord, we ask that you'd bring your comfort and restoration to this family and to all families that are hurting now, and that you would show us as a, as a community and as individuals how we can come alongside those that are mourning, that we can bless them and pray for them and, and, and be your hands and feet to, so we can truly be the body of Messiah. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. I'd like to invite our projector man for the day to prepare the announcements video. And as he's doing so, I want to thank you for your tithes and offerings and sowing into this community for our members and those who consider this congregation to be your home. If you'd like to give, you can give in the boxes next to the doors. You can give online at tikvatisrael.com. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Please remember that everything I'll go over today, links and more can be found in your tidbits email newsletter. For even more information and text message reminders, text the word Kesher to A4576. Let's get started. Tomorrow's the day we have all been waiting for, the UMGC Regional Gathering. I hope you're planning on coming. Run to the website and fill out your registration if you haven't. Those of you carpooling, remember to arrive at the Retreat Hospital Garage by 9.45 a.m. Ready for a fun day. It is Torah Study Week. Join us this Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Zoom to continue studying the Book of Acts. It is about that time of the year, guys. The annual men's barbecue is happening Sunday, August 15th. Join the Tikvot men for a time of food and brotherly fellowship. Tikvot will provide the main dish, bottled water, and dessert. Please plan on bringing a store-bought sealed side dish such as chips, coleslaw, or potato salad. You are also welcome to bring other drinks for yourself if you wish. All other details about the event can be found in the registration page which is coming to you this Monday. Please register by clicking on the button on your email and fill out the registration form. If you want to come and you do not receive this email on Monday, it's because you probably did not yet text Kesher to A4576. So do it now. Please register to attend the men's barbecue by Sunday, August 8th, so we can better prepare to order food for all. And for the ladies, there is a Living Free Women's Conference, which is a Tikkun-sponsored ministry. This conference will take place on August 6th through 8th, with an option to attend through Zoom if you can attend in person. So go to livingfreewc.org to find out more. Today is Tu Ba'av, the 15th day of Av. This is both an ancient and modern holiday, originally a post-biblical day of joy. It served as a matchmaking day for unmarried women in the Second Temple period. Tu Ba'av was almost unnoticed in the Jewish calendar for many centuries, but it has been rejuvenated in recent decades especially in the modern state of Israel. In this modern version, it is gradually becoming a Hebrew-Jewish day of love, slightly resembling Valentine's Day. So why not plan out a romantic afternoon with your loved one? Happy to Ba'av! And that's all for this week. Stay connected, check your tidbits, and plan to join us for classes, services, and events. Shabbat Shalom! Well, let's pray. 
Abba, thank you for your goodness to us. We pray your word would go forth and encourage your people. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> so I've been dialoguing with a Jewish friend of mine who is reading through the Torah and asking me questions. Recently, he asked me something I've heard other folks ask as well. What does it mean that the Jewish people are chosen? Isn't that kind of self-centered? In response, I thought of Shaul's encouragement to the community in Corinth. This is what he says. For you see your calling, brothers and sisters. Not many are wise according to human standards. Not many are powerful. Not many are born well. Yet God chose the foolish things of the world so he might put to shame the wise. And God chose the weak things of the world so he might put to shame the strong. And God chose the lowly and despised things of the world, the things that are as nothing, so that he might bring to nothing the things that are, so that no human might boast before God. Paul is suggesting that chosenness is a matter of God's favor on the quote-unquote weak who are strong in Hashem. But I wanted to give my friend an equivalent encouragement from the Hebrew scriptures. So I suggested he read Deuteronomy 7, which is in this week's Parsha. This is what it says. It is not because you are more numerous than all the peoples that Adonai has set his love on you and chose you. For you are the least of all peoples. Rather, because of his love for you and his keeping the oath, he swore to your fathers, Adonai brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Deuteronomy 7, 7 through 8. <clears throat> Same idea as the other text, I thought. This will be encouraging, I thought. Israel was chosen not because they were great and mighty, but because they were weak, and through them, God's redemption would unfold, I thought. However, I forgot about uh, the verses right before this passage that says something a little different. <clears throat> so this is what it says, and this is what my friend read. When Adonai, your God, brings you into the land you are entering to possess and drives out many nations before you, the Hittite and the Girgashite and the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Perizzite, the Hivite and the Jebusite, Stalactite, Stalag no, sorry. <clears throat> Seven nations more numerous and mightier than you, and Adonai gives them over to you, and you are to strike them down. You are to ugh, utterly destroy them. Sorry. You are to make no covenant with them and show them no mercy. You are not to intermarry with them. You are not to give your daughter to his son or take his daughter for your son, for, you, for he will turn your son away from following me to serve other gods. Then the anger of Adonai will be kindled against you, and he will swiftly destroy you. Instead, you are to deal with them like this. Tear down their altars, smash their pillars, cut down their Asherah poles, burn their carved images with fire. For you are a holy people to Adonai your God from all the peoples on the face of the earth. Adonai your God has chosen you to be his treasured people. <clears throat> so my friend came back to me after my recommendation. I read Deuteronomy 7. So, what'd you think? You know, it's this sort of thing that turned me off from Judaism and the Torah many years ago. I should mention here, by the way, is where I remembered the bit in the chapter about utterly, utterly destroying those seven nations. Uh, yes, I stammered. Uh, why does God say to destroy these other people in the land, he wanted to know. Well, 
I said. I can offer some explanations now, but let me do some research and get back to you on that. So as an open letter to my friend, here's the result of that research, starting with seven interpretive Torah tips for tough texts. Number one, look to the immediate context. Let's do this like uh, they do in uh, Family Feud. Let's all say it together. Number two, look to the halakha. Number three, look to the morality in Torah. Number four, look to the ancient Near East worldview. Look to number five, oh sorry, number five, look to the Shema. Number six, look to the Messianic era. And number seven, look to Yeshua. Survey says, ding, 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 yes, all right. So these are the tips. First, let's look to the immediate context. We notice in the original text that it has already begun to be interpreted. The interpretation of the destruction, which is cherem in Hebrew, comes as don't intermarry with them and get rid of their high places and their idols, if you notice. In other words, it's a caution against idolatry. Intermarriage seems to function well in the scriptures, as with let's say, Ruth, when the non-Israelite spouse clings to two things, clings to the God of Israel and the people of Israel. Otherwise, as with, say, King Solomon, it can lead to idolatry and other mishigas. Okay, for more on the history and helpful counsel about intermarriage, if you are intermarried, I recommend highly Rabbi David Rudolph's book, Growing Your Olive Tree Marriage, a guide for couples from two traditions. My comments in this sermon about healthy intermarriage uh, being uh, clinging to the God of Israel and the people of Israel is one of the main theses of his book. This brings us to halakha, which is tip number two. And for those who think I'm just clearing my throat up here, let me explain what halakha is, okay? So literally it means the way to walk. It's related to the verb halach, okay? And, uh, but it, figuratively, it refers to the interpretation of the Torah laws, right? How do you walk them out, so to speak? How they are applied in different contexts and in different communities. So how is, how is the cherem text here interpreted, or what is the halakha for this text in, in, within the scriptures themselves? because there are stories within the scriptures where they apply this text. And so what happens? This is theologian Matthew Lynch providing an example. Quote, in the book of Kings, we read how the high priest Hilkiah found the long lost book of the law in the temple, which most think is the book of Deuteronomy. When Josiah, the king, heard the book read, he was horrified that he and the people were not in compliance. So Josiah went on a rampage, tearing down every known place of illicit worship. The narrator of Kings makes a point of the fact that Josiah carried out all the commands of Deuteronomy 7.5, the Cherem text, but not against Canaanite peoples. Instead, he carried out the Cherem against Israelites, places of worship. Interesting, right? In other words, Josiah carried out the harem command of Deuteronomy 7.5, yet without exterminating entire people groups. 
He didn't go hunting for Hivites and Girgashites, right? But instead understood the true sense of the law by seeking radical differentiation from all forms of Canaanite worship, unquote. Later, halakha within Judaism follows the logic of this righteous king, Josiah, worship the God of Israel alone. Which brings us to tip number three, look to the morality in Torah. The general thrust of the ethic in Torah is very clear on this matter. Be kind to the stranger because you were strangers in Egypt. The laws and counsel about compassion for the ger, resident immigrant, abound and were probably used as the backbone for Paul's counsel and encouragement toward non-Jews in the body of Messiah. These are part of the immutable laws, the covenant that is binding on Israel for all time, always. The harem instructions are always bound by specific circumstance. Not so with the covenantal laws. And this brings us to tip number four. Look to the ancient Near East worldview and uh, hold on to your kippot because it's about to get weird. Theologian Dr. Michael Heiser has a theory about the harem or destruction enacted by Joshua to fulfill the Deuteronomy 7 commandments when he entered the land. The regions where this took place was the land of the Anakim. Who were the Anakim, you ask? Good question. The Bible associates the Anakim with giants or Nephilim. Here's an example from Numbers 13:33. Just for context, this is when the spies or the scouts came back with a bad report about the land of Israel. We also saw there the Nephilim, the sons of Anak or the Anakim are from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our eyes as well as theirs. Dr. Heiser traces the Nephilim giants to a mysterious text in Genesis 6, verses 1 through 4. Let's check it out. Now, when humankind began to multiply on the face of the ground, and daughters were born to them, then the sons of God, B'nai Elohim in Hebrew, saw that the daughters of men were good, and they took for themselves wives, any they chose. Then Adonai said, my spirit will not remain with humankind forever since they are flesh, so their days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward, whenever the sons of God came to the daughters of men and gave birth to them. Those were mighty men of old, men of renown. So the text itself is strange and seems to be pretty neutral. It's just like, well, this thing happened, right? There were the sons of God came down to earth and, you know, did what they did, right? Um, but it has some parallels to Genesis 3, if you look at the, the text. So the rebellion of humanity to take what they perceive to be good, the fruit from the forbidden tree, and take and eat it. It's the same verbs that are here, right? Uh, Adam and Eve saw that the fruit was good and took it and ate it. And these, uh, these sons of God, B'nai Elohim, saw that the women were beautiful, or it's tov, tovah in, in, in Hebrew, good, and took them, right? 
right? So it's the same, uh, same verbs. There's a kind of crossing of boundaries against God's good order. And we see that clearly in Genesis 3, and it's alluded to here in Genesis 6, with the heavenly beings, the B'nai Elohim, entering into a foreign realm. They're entering into the realm of the earth to commit a parallel rebellion against God. The result is Nephilim, which are connected, as we saw, to giants, right, in other parts of the Hebrew Bible. Nephilim also has the Hebrew verb nafal in it, and you can kind of hear it in English even. What does that mean? Nafal is to fall. So these are sometimes referred to in the Bible as the fallen ones, which fits with the, the, the worldview here, right? Now, if any of this sounds strange, keep in mind the original writers and readers of the Torah had a different worldview than we do, right? They didn't have, you know, cell phones and Google. They, they thought about things differently. Sometimes trying to figure out their mindset as best we can helps us to interpret tough texts. In this case, there's a connection between the giants, the rebellious heavenly beings that fell, the Nephilim, and the land areas and people groups devoted to cherem, or destruction. In describing the campaign of Joshua, there's a little tidbit of info. This is from Joshua 11, verse 22. There were, there were none of the Anakim left in the land of B'nai Yisrael, except, except some were left in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. So he was fulfilling this, this commandment and getting rid of the Anakim associated with the giants, right? But there were some left over. He didn't completely do it, right? So was there a famous giant from Gath who spouted blasphemies about the God of Israel to the Messianic king? Goliath was from Gath, right? So this theme, it tracks throughout the scriptures. It's in there. The main point that Dr. Heiser is making and that I agree with is that perhaps these harem texts were about addressing an unseen evil force related to giants and that the campaigns of Joshua, which fulfill the Deuteronomy text, can be understood in this way. For more about this worldview, you could check out Unseen Realm by Dr. Michael Heiser. So what were the tips so far? Let's, uh, let's recap. Number one, oh, it's not gonna go up there, so see if you can remember. Number one, look to the immediate context. Number two, look to the halacha, or halacha, as I like to say. Look, number three, oh, you're giving it away, that's okay. It's fun to say it together. Number three, look to the morality in Torah. And number four, look to the ancient Near East worldview. And this brings us to point number five, look to the Shema. The Shema is perhaps the central prayer or faith statement of Judaism. Listen, O Israel, Hashem is our God. Hashem is one, Echad. This is primarily about two things. First, Hashem, or the name of God, appears here. And it means that Yudhe Vavhe is our God and not some other so-called God 
with a small g, of the ancient Near East. Uh, second, the idea that Hashem is echad or one, uh, it alludes to not only the unique oneness, the complex unity of God, but also the idea that someday God's name will be one. That is, his goodness and kingship will cover the earth and the kingdom of heaven and earth will be in the same place. This is the idea behind the verse from Zechariah 9.14, which is part of our Shabbat liturgy, and you'll, you'll hear it after the sermon. Adonai will then be king all over the earth. On that day, Adonai will be Echad, and his name Echad. Adonai will be one, and his name one. It's the same uh, word that is used in the Shema. As we mentioned before, this, this text was interpreted to be about avoiding idolatry. In other words, worshiping God alone. So by tearing down the high places devoted to other so-called gods, King Josiah was walking in the fullness of the Shema, worshiping the true God alone and proclaiming the extension of his kingdom over the land. In other words, the things that when he was taking down those high places, this land belongs to God. This is God's because he is Echad. He is one. And this brings us to tip, what are we up to? Number six. You still with me? All right. Look to the Messianic era. In some ways, the Messianic age is now because Yeshua proclaimed that the kingdom of heaven is upon us. So the writers of the New Covenant texts have this kind of understanding that we have described, the connections between idolatry and rebellion against God and the Nephilim, the fallen heavenly beings, which I refer to uh, frequently on the Bema as the other team, right? There's, you know, the good team, right? That's the Lord, and he's a Lord of hosts. He's a Lord of angel army, armies, Adonai Tsevaot. And then there's the other team. Okay. So this is how I understand the Apostle Shaul in his letters to the community in Ephesus. This is from Ephesians 5. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you are able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the powers, against the worldly forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. One could argue that this is a continuation of Joshua's battle, of King David's battle against the giants, against the Philistines. In the Messianic era, we fight in a different way. We fight against the darkness of sin and idolatry and rebellion against God, injustice to the poor, and all forms of evil. And this leads us to tip number seven. Look to Yeshua. The gospel narratives are full of Yeshua driving out the enemy forces, just like Joshua. But how did he do it? By casting out the other team, casting out demons, healing the sick, delivering folks that were hurting from the other team. Here are just a few excerpts from the first chapter of Mark's gospel. And I want you to think about how this parallels what Joshua was doing and the Deuteronomy text. Just then there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. 
And he cried out, what have we to do with you, Yeshua of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Yeshua rebuked him saying, quiet, come out of him. In the unclean spirit, after throwing the man into convulsions, crying out with a loud voice came out of him. They were all so amazed that they asked among themselves, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. And immediately news about him spread throughout the region surrounding Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with Jacob and John to the house of Simon and Andrew. Now Simon's mother-in-law was lying sick with a fever. Right away, they told Yeshua about her. He came and raised her up by taking her hand. The fever left her and she began to take care of them. When evening came at sunset, the people brought to him all the sick and those that were afflicted by demons. The whole town gathered together at the door. He healed many who were sick with various diseases and drove out many demons. And he would not allow the demons to speak because they knew who he was. In some ways, Yeshua is another Joshua of sorts, fulfilling the text of Deuteronomy 7, Cherem text, in a totally unique and new way. After all, Joshua, or Yahashua in Hebrew, has the same root as Yeshua's name. What does it mean? Salvation. What is salvation? That's deliverance, right? This is what the Gospels are all about right? Saving God's people, Israel, from sickness and death and the other team. And so we see that there are many tools that we have when we come across difficult passages of scripture. We can look to the immediate context, the halakha or interpretive tradition, the morality in Torah, the ancient Near East worldview, the Shema, the Messianic era, to Yeshua, or perhaps God is calling us right now and we can listen to his ruach. I don't know. I just had a sense of that. If we are troubled by the destruction texts or campaigns of Joshua, it just means perhaps we just need to dig a little deeper to see the beautiful narratives of ethical compassion and deliverance from evil that are all throughout our Torah and Besorah. I will close with a final bit of tip number seven lest we think even a smidgen that the Deuteronomy 7 text gives us an excuse to mistreat others in the land of Israel or anywhere else. Some words from Yeshua, the fullness of the Torah on how we should treat our enemies. You've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Let's pray. Avinu Malkenu, our father and our king, we thank you for your Torah, your instruction to us. We thank you even for the difficult passages that are hard to understand because it, it causes us to draw near to you and to try to figure it out. And uh, we, we trust you and we pray that as we read your Torah, that you would illuminate uh, the words and give, give us understanding and help us use these, uh, these tools to understand what you're trying to say to us and to understand that 
And the battles that we fight are different from the battles perhaps that Joshua fought, but uh, it's the same idea. And that is that you are king over the whole earth and that you are bringing your goodness over the whole earth and you are partnering with us as your, we are your junior partners in bringing tikkun olam, reparation of the world, that the blind will see, that the, the, the dead will be raised, that the sick will be healed in the kingdom of heaven under King Yeshua. And in his name we pray. Amen. Please rise as you're able for part of the Elenu uh, and the Aaronic Blessing. And this is the part that I mentioned earlier in the sermon. Ushamo, Ushamo, Ushamo Echad. And it is said, the Lord shall be king over all the world. On that day, the Lord will be one and his name one. Yiva Rechakaronai Vayishmarecha. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you shalom, completeness, wholeness, the fullness of the kingdom through the prince of the kingdom, Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for joining us online. And uh, may you have a good week in the Lord. And I'm going to be schmoozing in that corner uh, with, uh, with you guys in a moment. Shabbat Shalom.